monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan, some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome to the Bride of the Creature podcast. With me, Joey G, the creature, and as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? I'm tired today. Oh, you just say yes. Nobody cares. Oh, <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm great. See, it's, I wasn't being sincere. I was just doing the intro to the show. I thought I would change it up by being honest. Oh, so normally you lie on the show? Yeah, I lie all the time. So every movie you said you liked, you actually, so you actually love Jigoku? No! So I mean about how I'm time. doing. Oh, I see, I see. So you're tired? Yeah. Are you going to be able to uh, to get through? Oh no, my eyes won't open. Your eyes won't open? What about your mouth? Will that open? Yes. Alright, good, then we can continue. <laughs> Not interested in your eyes. I didn't marry you for your eyes. Yes, he did. Not your eyes. Yeah. I could cut them out and put new eyes in. They wouldn't know the difference. Don't cut out my eyes. What about your skin? What about the skin you live in? <laughs> what? That was good. That's a segment. You should be like, oh, speaking of the skin I live in, <laughs> we watched a movie this week called The Skin I Live In. Remember? <laughs> I remember. It was Spanish. Very Spanish. And even though you're going to claim you don't remember, this is not the first film you and I have watched together from this director, Pedro Almodovar. I did not watch that movie. Nicole, you watched two of these movies with me. You have seen Flower of My Secret. No. Nope. And you have seen All My Mother. I watched it in your no. parents' basement with you. No, I've not you seen either. You slack fool. No. Yes. I, I didn't watch it in your parents' basement by myself. You might have. I didn't. Well, tell me what they're about. I don't remember. Yeah. Never mind. You, you'll just be like, I didn't remember that. You did watch it. I didn't. You are remembering so wrong. I'm not remembering wrong. I remember very distinctly. Well, I remember I just watched this movie. So let, let's talk about the... Spanish lady who wrote romance novels, remember? And she wanted to write something different? <gasps> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my uh, goodness. I remember that one. Yeah. Man, you but the other one I didn't see. I didn't say Volvera. I know you haven't seen Volvera. You've been over this. I haven't seen the Javier Bardem one. What are you talking about? That's Vicky Christina Barcelona. That's Woody Allen. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I was talking about something... Oh, uh, never mind. This was... You're bringing up a conversation you and I had in the car <laughs> yesterday where I eventually said, oh, I guess I saw it by myself. Yeah. Uh, Woody Allen and Pedro Almodovar are different people. Oh. You understand that, right? I didn't... I... Different I'm, people. <laughs> One is a small New York Jew and the other is a flamboyant Spanish filmmaker. I'm confused. You are. You're very confused. I am. You were confused to begin with. No! See, it's not... Confusion is fine. It's like the rage and the vehemence with which you, like, protest everything I say because you're confused. No, it's my nature to protest everything you say. So your nature sucks. No, my nature is awesome. People listen to this show in spite of your nature. <gasps> yeah. That was rude. Yeah, talk to the people. No. I hang out with you in spite of I don't want to talk handicap. to the people. And I don't want to hang out with you anymore. Okay, show's over. <laughs> Well, okay, after the show will be done, but for now, let's maybe listen to the unfortunately completely wordless and just musical trailer for The Skin I Live In.
Norma. Norma. idiot dog slurping that peanut butter Are you recording right now? Of course I'm recording. It's a podcast. Oh. Oh, I see it. Stop fussing with your eye. You see it? This is my eye. Look at my eye. I, yeah. I, Get I it see. out. There's nothing in it. Jesus. There's a dog hair. There's nothing in your eye. I think I... I no. It's still there. Oh, oh I see it. God. It's white. Oh, my God. I feel so sorry for anybody who downloaded this. I'm touching my eyeball. Great. Now we just lost a listener. Who? Oh, Sheila. I'm sorry, my friend. Stop yelling. Oh, I think I don't Stop have yelling. to yell. It's not like a drive-thru. It's not like a, you mean like a drive-thru. What a weird... You know you have to yell at them so they hear what you say. I would like a number two combo with fries. You're still yelling. With fries. No, we get it. The fries. I've never, I've been in countless drive-thrus with you and you have never done that. <laughs> and then... Okay, yeah, we've all seen you. Where's my car? Anyway... Uh, back to the movie, the whole point we're here. The skin I live in. Nicole, would you like me to tell you what it was about? No, I want to explain it. Can you do it without making huge spoilers? Yeah. All right. Go for it. Okay. It's about the scientist. He's a surgeon. <laughs> His name is Robert. Robert. But I guess he's also a bit of a science scientist, but he's mostly a surgeon. And he's... Keeping this girl in quarantine in his house. Vera. Vera. And experimenting on her. It seems at first to be making her skin inflammable. Well, he's been... Okay, no. You are fired. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the surgeon is... is he. Antonio Banderas plays a surgeon Antonio Banderas. who has been creating artificial skin. That Just is res- picture me. Oh my god! Moving my crotch towards you because he's Antonio Banderas. Why would you move your crotch towards? That's what Antonio Banderas does. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody want your crotch all up Antonio in there. Antonio Banderas. Ain't nobody want that. Have you? Do you know who Antonio Banderas is? Why are you doing this? He's zero. 
He was Zorro, you're right. Uh, okay, so Surgeon Robert Ledgard uh, has created artificial skin that's resistant to burns and insect bites, so you're kind of right. Which See, he says I said that. he has been testing on mice. Uh, he's been testing it on Vera. Yes, this is correct. That's uh, not a spoiler. So he's been, uh, him and his housekeeper, Marilia, are the only people who know that Vera is, is kept basically prisoner in his house. And you get the impression that Vera is somewhat afraid of him, but the, the relationship becomes more complicated as the film goes on. Was it just me or was Marilia's hair very off-putting? She's like a very old lady with dark eyebrows and bleached blonde she's not hair. She's that old. She's ancient. She looks like she was like maybe 60. 70. You're crazy. You're crazy. Whatever. I Were you off-put by her appearance? No, no, I wasn't. Not I at was. all. I'm not as vain and shallow as you. Maybe it's a Spanish thing. Anyway, uh, things get out of hand when uh, Marilia's... Uh, Stop fucking hitting me. What is wrong with you? These are my chocolates. I wasn't going to eat them. I was just fucking fiddling with them. Jesus. Don't touch my chocolate. This is, you have destroyed this recap. No one is still listening at this point. It's my No one. It's my I don't want your stupid oh, chocolate. Oh, wait. You can have the dark ones. I don't like the dark chocolate. Well, I don't chocolate. want them. I'd rather fucking flush them down the toilet. That's what I'd rather do with your chocolate. But they're not fish. You don't flush chocolate down the toilet. Can I get back to the movie, please? Where were we? Yeah, exactly. Things get complicated when Marilia's uh, son, Zeka, who is a criminal, arrives and asks for him, his mother to hide him in the house. However, he sees Vera uh, on the security camera that that uh, tracks her room and demands to see her in the flesh, mistaking her for Robert's dead wife, with whom uh, Zeka had been having an affair prior to Robert's wife's demise in a fiery car crash that left her horribly disfigured. And then she eventually killed herself upon seeing her own visage. And she did so in front of her child, who was left uh, scarred and psychologically What's damaged. Name? Norma. 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 Uh, Anyway, about halfway through the film, we get a flashback to uh, the night that Norma is is further horribly scarred by a um, an unpleasant sexual experience. Let's say that it's kind of complicated. I don't want to call it a rape, but for lack of a better, for lack of context, we'll say there's a rape scenario, which complicates matters and and uh, causes more problems in Nora's life. And we learn more and more about how that particular event and the people who were involved with it are connected to the story in the present with Vera and Robert. Right. And it all has to do with... Uh, I guess we can't really talk about the horror aspects of this film without talk- giving some spoilers. So, I'm going to spoil it. So, okay. I highly recommend you go see this movie because it's quite good. So stop it now and go, go see watch the it movie. and then come back and to And then us. come back and listen to us tell you what happens. Okay? Are you ready? Okay, great. Welcome back. So Can you I now watch the movie. Well, let me get to it first. I'm setting I the stage. I'm gonna set the stage first. I wanna do it. Yeah, can I set the stage and then you can do it? Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, Norma meets this young man whose name is Vincente, or Vicente, uh, and he is the person with whom she has an unpleasant sexual experience. Uh, she has like a nervous breakdown, a panic attack, while her and Vicente are both high on various narcotics and what have you. And uh, she ends up kind of having a freak out attack and screaming. While uh, they're in the throes of penetration, if you will, the throes. You should say passion. It sounds nicer. No, that didn't. That, did, that passionate to me. Passion. It was the throes of penetration. So anyway, um, wow. he kind of like smacks her to try and shut her up, and she faints. And he kind of 
fucking cheeses it to get away because he's, he's Vincente is also kind of a dickhead, you know, in the at, at this point in the movie, you know, he's, he's a not a particularly bit lost. yeah he's lost he's just kind of like a stupid young kid that is disgusting. Oh, Bender, this podcast is going to sound horrible with that dog slurping that fucking toy in the background. Oh, <laughs> unprofessional thing ever. Anyway, uh, Robert finds Norma, and when she kind of wakes up, she's freaks out and has another attack and whatnot. And basically, she has. Um, replaced in her mind uh, Vicente with Vicente. Robert in her head so like in her mind she sees Robert as the rapist and, and, the and she can't and the attacker and so she's, she's basically just a fucking mess right and eventually she kills herself right right so Robert tracks down Vicente and kidnaps him and what does he do to him Nicole he very slowly over, over a period time, of six years has turned him into Vera, yeah, who so is Vicente a gorgeous woman. Has had a sex reassignment surgery and skin grafts and whatnot, and she has turned he has turned her into Vera, who looks like his wife Gail, his dead wife Gal, exactly. Was it Gail or Gal? It was G A L, so I'm assuming it's Gal. I don't know, maybe it's short for something like Galadriel, like from Lord of the Rings. Would you take that away from him, please? That is tr- like it's grossing me out. It's not grossing me out. I would turn off the podcast with that noise on it. I have to apologize for my idiot dog who likes to fuck up my podcast whenever he can. Just, yeah, you can have it back after we're done, buddy. That's just disgusting. Sorry, buddy. Ugh. So, uh, yeah, so after six years, he has turned Vicente into Vera. And, and uh, looks he looks nothing alike, no, or... He looks like a hot He's Spanish pretty much lady. lived his whole life, or six years of his life, in this one room... Yeah, being experimented on and becoming on. a woman. Yes, and it's pretty crazy. And then to make matters even more bizarre, at this point now in the film, Robert shuts down his his experimentations because his um, his official experiments have been suspended. He's not allowed to do them anymore. So he's because decided because they pretty much figure that he is doing it on humans. They yeah, don't. They can't prove them. anything. But they, they can't prove it. But they believe. That he's doing it on more than mice, knowing yeah. him and his personality. Right. So uh, at this point, Vera and Robert begin a relationship, both uh, physical and emotional. They start like dating and being together and like trying to have sex and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Like he has basically grown himself a replacement for his dead wife, who was like his daughter's. Yeah. Who is his daughter? Quote, like, the girl, the portion that he believes raped his daughter. Like in the when you watch the movie, I mean, it's kind of hard to call Vicente a rapist, but, but again, for lack of context, she does have a panic attack and says no, and he doesn't. Exactly. Stop. So by that definition, you're right. That was rape. Okay. No means no. No does mean no, and being high doesn't fucking excuse it. So yeah, you know what? He was a fucking rapist. He deserved it all along. I don't, don't know. That's kind of. Hard to say. I don't think he really deserved it. Of course, he didn't deserve it. Good God. But yeah, so the the actual the element of this film that is horrific is the idea of being kidnapped by someone and subjected to this cruel torture of having your gender completely changed and being your identity being taken away and you're being transformed into not only a different person but a different sex. And yeah, it's a lot of parts of this movie and the whole concept. It's disturbing and uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, I mean, the rape scenes are very uncomfortable. I wasn't ever disturbed necessarily while I was watching it so much as afterwards when I thought about the the actual aspects of it. At the time, I was just like, whoa, that's fucked up. No, I, I was uncomfortable by the whole concept yeah, I'm of it. I'm not surprised. Yeah. And um, so I didn't really 
know if I could say I liked it right away because it, I, it's not, it's not a good feeling to be uncomfortable and disturbed. But I liked the the way this whole movie unfolded. Yeah, um, but art the is whole the, story was very like it was just beautifully done. Yeah, I mean, like art is not the, the primary purpose of art is not necessarily just to give you what you like and makes you glad, right? Like, you, yeah, there's lots of art that you've created that isn't exactly warm like, and fuzzy. Yeah, like you've got fucking girls with buttons sewn on their eyes and girls with piranha plant heads and shit like it's not like you're looking at it and going oh that's nice what a, head. what a nice uh, yeah piranha plants are, the, are from Mario I know I know what, I know what it is I know the painting but you're not looking at it going oh what a nice sunset no, like you're going oh those that girl has a piranha plant for a head you know what I mean so yeah. well you're right like you're not watching it going I'm having a humdinger of a time what a doozy of a day you know but uh, I do think this was a really good movie yeah, and I, but and it is more disturbing and horrific in retrospect than necessarily. You're not scared, but you're definitely horrified by what's happening. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, what about the acting? Did you like the acting in this movie? Yeah. I thought it was so good. I I haven't seen Antonio Banderas really in anything serious. Oh really? I've only seen him in Zorro and oh. things like that, and like has puss in boots. You've seen? So. Well, haven't you seen like? Uh, Desperado and no. Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Yeah, but even then he's kind of not like a serious character. I mean, I guess it's kind of stylized, but he's still... It's like, he's not Puss in Boots. He's Puss in Boots. I mean, yeah, but I mean not in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Like, no, I he's know. He's not like silly. He's, no, but he's still like more Zorro than... I guess. Than, he's more dashing, than yeah. Than Robert. Than Robert. Robert. Redguard. Yeah, I agree. He was really good. I was impressed with Antonio Banderas. I was also really... I really liked... Um, Elena Anaya. Anaya? I Is that Vera? Sp- she played Vera. She's really good and super pretty. She's very pretty. Super pretty. And Marilia, I liked a lot. I would totally lot. have sex with a boy who turned into a girl that looked like her. <laughs> she was gorgeous. Yeah. And then uh, Marilia was played by Marisa Paredes, and I thought she was really good, too. And her whole backstory is really interesting, which we won't get into because it's not important, and you should at least see some things for yourself, but I thought her backstory was really cool. Yeah, and she had character growth as well. Same with, and even though he's not in it for very long, Zeka, the... uh, I hate Zeka. Yeah, you do, but he's a horrible fucker, but it's a... He's a cool character. That's he's a when I started fucker. to be uncomfortable. Was oh, when he like, licked the screen? Because he was a yeah. fucking weird guy. Yeah, he was a freak. He was fucking horrible. He's in a tiger costume because of yeah. Carnival. Yeah, but it's, it's a weird experience to watch this movie and know which characters you shouldn't, shouldn't be rooting for and finding yourself feeling really sorry for no, everyone. I like, know. Even Robert. Robert is a sick, twisted individual, but you feel so bad for him and, and not you don't in any way condone what he's doing, but you understand. You know? Well, even like, cause he when he starts like dating Vera or like, yeah, he's vulnerable. Of, they don't actually have sex, but they kind they of try are to. sleeping together. Kind but the of vagina is too sore. <laughs> yes, because of Zeka and his tiger penis. I do not like that. But um, I, I really, and then the whole time Aurelia is is questioning Vera and thinking that that this is not a good idea because she yeah. she, she knows that something bad might happen. But she's not a good person either, no, right? No, but I wanted so badly for Robert and Vera to actually have a romance and to actually fall in love. But doesn't that say a lot more about how like fucked up we are because of <laughs> Hollywood movies? Like, Maybe. We've seen all these fucking weird romance movies where we want... Like, oh, look, they're happy now. But like, when you actually stop them for a second and think about what that would mean if at the end of the movie they got together, you'd be like, 
That is super. That would be ten times more fucked up than what actually happens in this movie. I think what actually happens in this movie is a lot more realistic. If this was like an actual situation that happened, yeah. Vera would want to kill him. Oh, spoilers! But yeah, no, totally. You uh, told them no spoilers. I know, I know, I know. But like, yeah, like the fact that we kind of at a certain point you start to hope that their relationship works out is so fucked up. That's the most horrific thing I can think of. The fact that at one point we actually hope that it all turns out nicely. We're like, there's no fucking way this should turn out nicely. This is fucked up. But we've watched a lot of movies where the hero gets the girl. We're like, yeah. wait, the hero's a kidnapper who fucking tortured well, this guy and the girl's a is actually a boy who's been made a girl against his I don't know. I don't know if it's just Hollywood. I, feel like, I think it's also the way this movie was laid out where at first we're introduced to beautiful Vera and how yeah, Robert and how looks she, at her yeah. on the cameras and it's kind of romanticized and then we get into the backstory of what Vincent how, Vicente. how do you say Vicente. it? Vicente who Vicente is and what happens to him to become Vera I think if we had started off with this, the beginning of Vicente yeah. we wouldn't feel like no, it's true. It's romanticized. I think that it's not just our Hollywood minds. It's very much like a, a melodramatic type of story. Like it's Pedro Almodovar makes Spanish melodramas, and this is very much what this is. But I don't know. I really like this movie. I also loved cool. what I really noticed at the beginning was all the juxtaposition of classical art and Vera. Um, how there's the famous Titian painting. I don't know if you know. And the he's got a replica of it. It's a huge painting of this woman. The naked lady? And she's got her hand over her vagina. And um, I know all the symbolism in that painting, but they show that almost the same thing with Vera when he's watching her on the camera, but she, but from behind. She's, she's like Titian from behind. She's just as artificial a creation, or she's just as an artificial a representation of femininity as that painting. Because, I mean, she's like an idealized version of... And there's also a lot of, in that painting about sure. symbolism of sin and um, untruths. I don't know a better word than untruths, but and lies. Lies, yes, <laughs> lies. Yeah, Thank you. Hmm, that's cool. And they they have that in Vera's room oh, when he's that. looking at her too. That's cool. And I like that. they have um, he's looking at Hieronymus Bosch books and there's all this classical art. And I'd like to watch. That at least the beginning again. Probably I'd like to watch the whole thing again, but to, to try to pick up on more of the symbolism between hmm. the two rooms, the Vera cool. room and the painting. Because obviously I don't, I didn't know any of that. With. That's actually really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's definitely a, a pretty uh, unusual take and an unusual look at uh, identity, and particularly gender identity. So it was pretty cool. It's the idea of this person being forced against their will to be a beautiful woman. <laughs> It's not like she's all that. And then where she, she was a beautiful woman all she along. She even had to like lie, lie even to herself to to get gain his trust so that she could mm-hmm. escape. Yeah, and like you even wonder whether it was her plan all along or whether just seeing that photo of her of Vicente again kind of reminded her of what had been done to her because you almost you start to get the feeling like She's kind of given up. I don't know. Like, it's well, I think it's because also the whole time um, on the wall. Remember, she writes, "Opium helps me forget," and he gives her opium every day. Right. So even then, you start to think, does she even remember that what happened to her? Yeah, you start like clearly she's trying to, f- she's accepted her fate and is trying to forge this different life because she can't go back. So yeah, it's really it's, there's so much stuff that kind of like stays under your skin after the end of this movie. Yeah, 
Actually, I like it more the more we've talked about it. Oh, good. Well, we've talked about it longer than we've talked about any movie ever on the history of this show, probably since Eraserhead, so... How long? We're at 20 minutes. Although a lot of that was me yelling at you because you were babbling about... And Bender slurping and shit. So I think there's still something there's in my fucking There's nothing in eye. your eye. Good Christ. What do you give this movie out of 10, dear? Uh, I was going to give it something low at first. The more I've thought... Hey, let me, let me just run this by you because I've been talking, thinking about this. Do you like giving it a score out of 10 or do you want to just give it a positive or a negative at the end? Do you want to say liked it, didn't like, plus minus? Like, it seems so arbitrary that we... Because sometimes, sometimes we review the movie right after we watch it and then when I look back at our scores after we've had some distance from it, the number probably would change. So do you want to keep giving it numbers or do well, you think we should... Well, think of I think we could do a different sort of rating scale. I think it should be still on a scale, not like like or dislike. But that's the problem. If we put it on a scale, then we have to actually like make a judgment based on like, okay, is it a masterpiece? Is it pretty good? Is it okay? Is it not so good? Is it horrible? Because how many times have you seen a movie that later on you discover is actually you like it a lot better than you thought? If we'd have recorded this last week, your score would be different than it is right now. That's why I'm starting to wonder if our numbers mean anything. <laughs> you know? Well, let's just score it out of 10 for now, and we'll talk about it later. Okay. Because I need to think about that. Well, what's your score out of 10, then? I give it an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10, I also give it an 8 out of 10. Oh. Yeah, we agreed. We agreed. First time we've had the same score since Eraserhead. Really? Yeah, you give that a 10. I forgot that I like, But, yeah, that one I wouldn't know what to do because I like dislike it. This is only the fifth time since the beginning of the podcast that we have had the same score. But do you see what I'm saying? Because like, I yeah, had I like but don't like. So you can say minus slash plus. So like you're mixed. I'm like a complicated person here. I can't just choose. Yeah, that's well. where you say you don't like a razor head and you give it 10 out of 10. You called it a masterpiece. Yeah, but I don't like it. I, I, I can ap- appreciate that it's a masterpiece, but I don't have to like it. I don't like it. Okay. Well, then let's move... Well, I mean, but by that same token, then you're suggesting that everyone should watch this movie. Do you think that absolutely everybody should see Eraserhead because it's a, a masterpiece? No. Well, then why would you say it's... Like, 10 out of 10 tells me that it's like a masterpiece of filmmaking that everybody needs to see it before they die. Yeah, well, I don't, I, I don't like to tell people what they should do. Well, then why do you have a podcast where you review movies? Because I like doing something with you. Oh, I see. So you're just humoring me? No, I like doing something <laughs> with you. All right. Well, we'll talk about it later. Uh, Nicole, it's time to play a game. And you know the name of this game? Tiddlywinks. I don't like Tiddlywinks. That's okay, stupid. instead we'll play the following is based on a true story. How about that? <laughs> oh, Nicole, do you know the rules of this game? I like dislike this game too. <laughs> Nicole, I'm going to give you four movies. Their titles and a brief description of the films. However, one of these films is a big fat phony. And it comes from the dark crevices of my imagination the deepest darkest dungeons of my fantasy you have to use your skill and judgment to determine which of the following is fake you're saying the rules do so you understand slow. the rules oh nicole do you understand the rules no can you say them slower because I, I am know. going to give you four movies let's go the, on get out with it so do you understand the rules are you ready to play the following is based on a true story do i look ready how about you just answer the question and stop being a pain? Nicole, are you ready to play the following is based on a true story? Well, there's still something in my eye. Nicole, are you ready to play the following is based on a true story? Yes. Bender, are you ready to play the following is based on a true story? I'm sure I'm ready. All right, Nicole. The following is based on a true story. Film number one. Gozu. G-O-Z-U. Gozu. Gozu. 
Gozu? Gozu. It's about a zoo. <gasps> How it's about animals? It's G-O-Z-U. You Gozu. A Yakuza enforcer is ordered to secretly drive his beloved colleague to be assassinated due to his mental instability. But when the colleague unceremoniously disappears en route, the trip that follows is a twisted, surreal, and horrifying experience. Is this like a Korean movie? Japanese. Yakuza. Yakuza means Japanese mobster. It's like the Japanese mafia. Don't you know anything? (sighs) Film number two. Trash Humpers. The film follows the lives of three sociopathic elderly people in Nashville, Tennessee, who brutalize dolls, molest fauna, and force themselves on garbage cans. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Or is it the most artistic thing you've ever heard? If you made it up, I'm going to smack you. That's so stupid. Film number three, Eyes Without a Face. A surgeon, feeling guilty over his daughter's facial disfigurement, so horrible that she wears a mask in an accident for which he was responsible, uses his assistant to kidnap young women. He attempts, without success, to transfer their faces to his daughter. This does sound like the movie. Film number four, Zombie A-Go-Go. Swinging 60s teens are torn apart and mutilated by a teeming undead horde. So, Nicole, is it film number one, Gozu, the Yakuza enforcer, ordered to silently, secretly drive his colleague? Is it film number two, Trash Humpers, about the sociopathic elders, elderly people, old folks, who brutalize dolls, molest fauna, animals, and force themselves on garbage cans? They bang garbage cans. Or is it film number three, Eyes Without a Face, a film that sounds perhaps like it could have inspired a lot of the skin I live in, Hmm, is that a real movie? Or did I just think of it because I thought it would throw you off because we watched this gonna live in this week? Or is it Zombie A Go Go, a swinging 60s romp about teens being torn apart by the teeming undead hordes? Nicole, talk your way through it. I don't know. <laughs> That's not the same as talking your way through it. Let's go through them one at a time. Gozu. I don't think you'd make up a Japanese one. I don't think that's his style. I like Japanese movies. Yeah, but I don't think you know anything about Japanese, really. I knew what you, I knew more than you. Well, that doesn't mean anything. I don't, does it sound like I had to know much about Japanese stuff to make up that movie? What, the name? How would you come up with the name? I could just take two random syllables that make it sound Japanese. I'll do it right now. Konichitus. <laughs> Poza. Kinche Pao. <laughs> That. The second one sounds fake. Trash Humpers? You think I would make up a movie about old people fucking garbage cans? No, fans? but it sounds like the stupidest thing ever. So if I think it's real because it's the stupidest one. Also, the third one's pretty dumb. I just thought a face you think is dumb? Well, it seems like one that like, you would find as a real movie, but put it in to screw me up because of the movie we just watched. Maybe. And what was the last one? Zombie Go-Go. One about like swinging sixties teens being killed by zombies. I feel like that's a real movie. Well, only There's one, lots of zombies. But Nicole, movies. one of them is a big fat phony. Which one is it? You have to use your skill and judgment. Gozu, trash humpers, eyes without a face, or zombie a go go. I know my instincts aren't telling me anything. <laughs> no, what about your woman's intuition? Is that doing anything for you? No. It's, it's, us- it's usually so on with this. No, it's never on. No, it's I don't win thing. very much, do I? No, you don't. Um, 
gonna have to make you make, make a decision. Okay, I'm just gonna blindly choose because I really have no idea. So you're gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. Okay, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna say the second one's real. So you think that Trash Humpers is real? I'm gonna say Gozu is real. You think Gozu is real? So which is the fake, Zombie Gogo or Eyes Without a Face? Zombie Gogo is the fake. Zombie Gogo is the fake movie. You think it's a big fat phony? Is that your final answer? Uh, should it be? <laughs> you have to decide, Nicole. I'm not going to tell you. Is it your final answer? Is Zombie Gogo a fake movie, or is Eyes Without a Face a fake movie, or is Trash Humpers a fake movie, or is Gozu <laughs> a fake movie? I'm torn between the last two. Pick one. I'm starving. I'm looking at your eyes. Without a face. <laughs> There's nothing in my eyes. Pick one. Eyes without a face is the fake. I, final answer. Final. Nicole Gozu is a real movie. By the way, I should just point out, this move, this particular inst- installment is like a special one in that the three real movies are all movies I've added to the list because I want to watch them at some point for the show. No. At some point. I don't want to watch Gozu. Well, don't pick it for your pick. Nicole Trash Humpers... Is a real movie. Harmony Kareen made that movie. It's not even a horror movie. It's just him. He makes weird art school subversive movies. He made Spring Breakers that came out this year. Nicole, Eyes Without a Face is one of the most famous horror movies ever made. No! Why did I change my answer? (laughs) Eyes Without a Face is seriously one of the most famous and most commonly like pointed to as the greatest horror movies ever made movies. I was sure you were going to get it because I figured you'd have heard about it. No. Sorry, babe. Damn it. That means that the clearly fake zombie (laughs) go-go, I was sure you were going to win this week. I tried to make it easy for you. Shut up. Zombie a go-go. Swinging 60s teeth. That sounds like something I would make up, doesn't it? Like a beach party movie with a bunch of swinging teens. That's why I thought it was real. Because zombies killing them? It was too I'm sorry, obvious. Nicole. You even had it. You were right. You were right on it and you changed your answer. I did. <laughs> oh. Don't laugh. I like that that happened. Oh, that was fun. I hate this well, game. I'm sorry, Nicole. You did not win. The following was based on a true story, and you got it wrong again. You're you're down. You're starting a new losing streak. You're two weeks in a row again. You'd been doing so good for a while. Yeah. But now you're back down. I'm sorry. But thanks for playing. Shut up. Well, I guess uh, as a consolation prize, it's your pick next week. So we'll let you talk about the new movie that we're watching. That's not a consolation prize. That's just what was going to happen. Why don't you just graciously accept it and fucking talk about the movie? How was All that? Right. So I've been on a big documentary kick lately. I've been watching lots of documentaries on Netflix and learning about things. And I wanted to learn more about... Well, I've always wanted to learn more about Jeffrey Dahmer, the serial killer, because I don't really know much about him. And... There's a documentary the <laughs> on Netflix You're giving them called... your fucking autobiography. Just... I'm giving them backstory. <laughs> and so we're going to watch the Jeffrey Dahmer Files. Yeah, available on Netflix, so you can watch it. Uh, nine, 2012 documentary by Chris James Thompson, all about Jeffrey Dahmer. Apparently it's an experimental documentary that uses archival footage, interviews, and fictionalized scenarios to tell the story of the people around Jeffrey Dahmer during the summer of his arrest in 1991. So excited. Yeah, and so I will just say, in case anyone's getting grumpy, this is now three weeks in a row we've watched a movie that maybe is kind of 
on the fringes. Like, we watched Room 237, which wasn't really a horror. We watched The Skin Eleven, which I'm going to say, yeah, it was horrific. So, it's pretty horror. And this one's a documentary about a real serial killer. So, it's, it's still we're in horror How territory. How much horrific can you get than a real serial killer? Exactly. But I will just say that next week we're going to try and maybe go back to some more traditional horror. We may even go back to the roots of horror. Into, like, some, some old shit. Because we're also four weeks in a row with a new movie. Newer movie. Yes. But I'm looking forward to this one. This is a cool pick. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, dead air. Thanks for that. Sorry, I'm just, just still something in my eye. There's nothing in your eye. Okay, well, that's going to wrap us up this week. Uh, it could very well be the longest episode we've ever done. No, it was 30 minutes. Um, so, thank you for listening. Until next week, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm... Who am I? You're the bride. The bride, Nicole G. You all stay scary now. Kissy, kissy. How could this woman ever decide to wed this man?